Welcome again, everyone. Thanks for showing up. Another long-distance meetup, another long-distance session, and uh, hopefully not too many more of these, but we're going to keep doing them as long as it is a good idea to, because, you know, we want to see this thing be done, and this is the best way of doing that. So, without further ado, I guess uh, we'll jump into the recap. Last time on Prisoner's Dilemma, the party delved deep into a goblin nest, first fighting hordes and swaths of goblins that emerged from the tunnels and the caves, fighting them out in front in the daylight, and then, when the tide began to turn, almost literally, the goblins receded back down the tunnel into the cave, the party gave chase and pursued them carrying them all the way along the tunnel until entering another conflict at the bottom, set in on all sides by walls, and at, for much of the thing at one point in the battlefield, a deluge of rocks as well. With the aid of every kind of spell and magical trick they could think to pull out of their various hats, the party was able to determine where it was their orders were probably coming from. They all mounted up Yolanda and Quixie on Yolanda's horse, Amaroi, Calry and Armina on Planeswalker's back, and Betras on top of a bear-shifted Karktos. Thus suited, the party charged their way through hordes of goblins, cutting a neat swath and charging down the tunnel that led, at the end, to an odd chamber flanked by green torches at the entryway. Inside of this chamber, they found a peculiar sight. Piles of potential treasure or potential junk with a platform constructed on top, stairway leading up. And on top of this platform, only two pieces of furniture. One table holding a dunce cap that read genius, misspelled. And one chair in which sat a less frantic-looking goblin who began to address the party before having a prismatic orb flung at them by Quixie. However, the attack failed to do damage, and Planeswalker, Armina, and Calry arrived just shortly after that in order to begin to hear conversation being entered into. So, we are going to pick up in the initiative order where we were at, Planeswalker having just gone, bringing everyone into this chamber. Quick brief little recap of the situation. It is a fairly large chamber. It's about 30 to 40 feet across. Irregular, but roughly circular. There are piles of, could be junk, could be treasure. Some of it looks in better shape than others, but in general, you probably could say salvage or pillages from what these goblins have been bringing back. Piled up along the far wall of the chamber, quite deep. If the top part of the wall is any indication, this pile is probably 15 feet deep, so it extends a fair way into the chamber. Stairs have been constructed at the front, leading to that platform, which has the aforementioned just two things on it. You see more of these green torches lit around the room. They don't seem to be emitting any smoke. The two that you are standing near at the entrance don't seem to be really emitting any heat. They don't sound like a crackling flame. They do look like a green flame, 
but the visual appearance and the light that is shed are pretty much the only things they seem to share. Planeswalker, you've just entered the room with Armina on your back and Calry in your arms. Yolanda, you took Quixie on Amaralai's back and charged in here already. So you two groups, the five of you, are both inside the threshold. Uh, the next up to act are going to be Karktos, immediately followed by Betras. They rush into the chamber just past you. Yolanda's pretty much just on a loop going, wait, she's smart. Smart doesn't mean nice. You know me. It, well, yeah, you're being real mean right now. We gotta talk about that. She's the one sending all the goblins to attack us. We don't know that. I think I do. I'm smart too. Betras and Kartos come charging into the room. Kartos in bear form. Betras on his back. Betras hops off, turns around, holds out his hands. Jets of lightning fly from them into the tunnel behind you. Several goblins falling down with shrieks. Others hot on their tail charge forward but stop as soon as they get to those two green torches. They stop immediately, a bunch of them, filling the cavern, as far as you can see. Just beady little eyes and sharp teeth glinting in the green light. But the eyes are darting back and forth between you and those torches. They're looking about quite uneasily and don't seem to be willing to take another step forward. Mm. Uh, Do they is... seem... Can I... Sorry. Yeah. I, I could probably... I might have to wait until my turn to do this, but can I roll an insight check to see if, like, they're not only scared of the torches, but kind of like, man, fuck, I just want to get inside, kind of? You, yes, you can definitely do that on your okay, turn. I'll wait then. Um, which will be quite soon. Can I roll inside to see what her intentions are? You can on your turn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yolanda, it's going to be your turn in just a second, or rather, it's, it's your turn now but kind of as it is the goblin figure sitting up on the platform gestures toward you. They won't enter here. They never do unless I tell them to. They know better. Do uh, you? How far is it between us and the goblin lady? The lone goblin figure? Yeah. Probably about... 35 feet straight line. She's, she's about 30 feet across the cavern and some distance up as well, probably about 10 feet up. Oh. In terms of how much movement it would take to get there, you'd have to be going up the stairs or clambering up the garbage heap, so. Okay. Amarala is fully in the room? Yes. Or still kind of at the, uh, the chamber door? You're, you're all in the room, but kind of just. You all pretty much had the movement to get just into this room. So... There's a couple of feet between you and the doorway and the Horde of Goblins there. Right. Yolanda will get off of Amarali, mentally command him to keep Quixie busy and to get into her way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then step forward with her sword off, because that's a bonus action. Okay. And her hands up. So turning the sword off as you step forward? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and she'll say, but I'm sorry, we didn't know there was anybody, anybody smart enough to talk to in here. We thought, we didn't know the goblins can be people too. And it seems like you're a person. Can we, can we talk? Maybe? What is it that you think we're doing right now? Yeah. 
Right. Um. Hi. I'm Yolanda. Can we not fight? And she kind of she kind of addresses the room with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, that'd probably be be your turn, pretty yeah. much. Um, she, you're uh, roughly in the center of the chamber at this point, by the way, just so you know. Okay. Sorry, what else are you going to say? Uh, she's kind of positioning herself between the goblin and the party, if she can. Okay. You can, in terms of single oh, dimension, no. but, dumb. I mean, she is about yeah. ten feet above you, so if she were to, like, throw something, it would go right over your head. Right, that's fine. It's more of a it's more of a just gesture of, yeah. of ceasefire than anything. Fair enough. Uh, next up, Armina, you are okay. mounted on Planeswalker's back right now. What does she love to stay on? She has to get off. So <laughs> she'll she'll slide off and kinda let Yolanda's words kinda hang and carry. So I'm going to stand next to Planeswalker with my shield up and pistol kind of aimed and already in action. Okay. Um, if she tries anything shifty, like if she is in any way kind of like threatening anybody, I'm just going to let off two shots. I'm just kind of okay. just going to be patient. All right. And next up is Calorie. I want to roll an insight check. Okay, roll your insight check. So excited. <laughs> new, her new catchphrase. Oh, that is a 15. 15. Yeah, okay. What are her intentions? I would like to insight. You're not certain what her intentions are. Mm -hmm. She hasn't yet acted physically overtly hostile, although she has seemed a little bit belligerent personality-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, she hasn't exactly been kind and glowy. She doesn't seem to be happy. Uh, she actually seems... She looks pretty dejected. That's probably the best word you could think of for it. Her shoulders are a little slumped. When you walked in, she had her head in her hand. Like you could practically picture the lone ray of dusty light shining on her as she launched into some noir style. I love stack. her. <laughs> um, I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> yep. She seems, yeah, pretty much what I'm gonna say. Um, she doesn't seem friendly. Mm -hmm. She doesn't seem hostile necessarily to you specifically. She seems fairly neutral, fairly guarded. Yeah. And it does seem like she's got retorts or retaliations at the ready, be they word-wise, as you kind of saw displayed with Yolanda, or perhaps more physical or arcane things, as seemed to happen with Quixie as you were running into the room. Like, mm -hmm. It seems like she's relatively prepared but she's not making the first move and uh yeah it just seems very kind of frustrated and done with it okay so what's up with the hordes of goblins huh just attacking people what are you doing us attacking people i was gonna you know, say <laughs> we invaded their home okay. <laughs> just as a reminder we came in here because weary as watchers thought the goblins would soon become a threat because yeah. there were so many i did them. not know that yes yeah so they the were... reason we are here is because there are goblins in the area their numbers were growing they hadn't actually been attacking people but I thought we, we had been told people. they were attacking no, people they had been attacking some people okay. yeah. we also they're, they're doing goblin things they're not a peaceful nation 
Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. they have had... gotten attacked by goblins on this road as well. Mm-hmm. If you remember That's on true. our first yeah. trip, we yeah. had a fight okay, with yeah. them. Right there, yeah. So it's not entirely um, out of the norm to be like they're they, hostile goblins. Yeah. Yeah. They they had been attacking some people. The the biggest problem with them was not necessarily that they were attacking people, although they were at some times, but oftentimes they would just kind of grab stuff and run off. The biggest problem with these ones specifically was that they were spreading. Mm-hmm. They were pushing out further and further, and on top of them then having the potential to attack more people, they were also displacing other things that were then mm-hmm. having kind of this big ripple effect throughout the forest where they'd move forward and they'd push out, you know, mother bear and cubs, and then that mother bear and cubs would attack people. Right. They had been attacking a while ago. More recently, people have stopped using this road. And so the goblins haven't necessarily been attacking people because there haven't been people to attack. Mm-hmm. Right. But their their territory has seemed to be expanding. And but is it like a, can I make like a nature check or something to, to know if it was the same goblin, like to know about goblin tribes? Like, I don't think Yolanda would have a reason to know if there were other goblins in the area. But if they had like, markers that designated them as a tribe she might be able to confirm right i'm basically trying to figure out if she would know that they got attacked earlier by this group of goblins right or whether it was a different group of goblins because Uh, that was past the crook and nook right we yes we can you can do that when it gets back to your turn yes um remind me of that when we get there okay yeah calorie you were asking a question though i did i did ask a question you know, I estimate the number of my kin killed by you at 124 now. And something like that. But also... And we are the ones attacking you, are we? Yeah, it, it definitely happened in, in the past. I guess that's why we were assigned to take care of it. Ah, just following orders. Uh, next up, Quixie. Um, I would like to spend my turn trying to analyze the relationship between the hordes of goblins that are wanting to get in but are scared of the torches and their queen. Trying to gauge whether they are, like, in awe of her, follow her to the death kind of goblins, or if they are, like, she's kind of like that abusive kind of tyrant, and if we were to let them in, they would overwhelm her for us. <laughs> okay. Um, make me an insight check in that case. That's a okay. Yeah, plot twist. Hey, Mira, what's my insight? You gonna help me roll my dice? Hmm? You gonna help me roll my dice? She's right here, hanging out with me. Good, Good girl. Mm-hmm. And for what it's worth, the kind of conversation that's happening sort of happens during everyone's turn so like it will it'll be happening right now while Quixie is doing this right it's all a big I rolled a straight oh. 10 I don't have any modifiers to that okay looking back at the goblins they are they're looking at three things primarily they look at you guys they look at the torches they look at the single goblin in this cave when they look at you, they look hungry. They tend to kind of bare their teeth some. When they look at the torches, they look more nervous. Mm-hmm. When they look at the queen, to you, it looks the most like 
a crowd of students looking at their professor. Okay. There's a mixture of things. There's some awe, some respect, some nervousness and fear. There's a lot, uh, but it doesn't seem to be definitely not the same type of hunger and hostility that they seem to be directing toward you. Fair enough. Good to know. Do I still have an action to cast message or would that be my whole turn? I did say it would be my whole turn. So that'll just be yeah, my turn. I mean, things are being kind of loose here. I would, um, if I'm able to, I would cast message to Armina. To Armina? Okay. Yeah. We'll say, go ahead and do that, but Armina won't get it until her turn. Let's say that. Okay. Not that Very it matters, but message. she's not going to respond to it until then anyway. But Do you want me to what? say what I'm going to say or now yeah, or later? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so she would just cast message. She wouldn't even hide that she's doing it. She's like, okay, this person knows spells. They know what I'm doing. They're not going to see it as a hostile action necessarily if, they, if she knows what she's doing. Um, and she's going to cast message to Armina and just say, the other goblins are afraid of the torches because of something that she's told them, but they hate us more than they hate her, so we can't use it. Just letting you know. Armina's going to respond to that very slowly over the next couple turns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, next up, Planeswalker. Uh, Step forward and say every word you know in Goblin. <laughs> and go immediately <laughs> begin fighting again. <laughs> he, he walks in, <clears throat> and then just the whole white to like. Motherfucker, <laughs> bitch! Oh no! <laughs> um, no. What Planeswalker is going to do? I mean, I'm gonna put Calvary down if she didn't hop down already. Nope. <laughs> um, I refuse. <laughs> Just place gallery on the ground. <laughs> and then I will um, set one of my hunting traps just inside the doorway. I don't okay. know how big the doorway is, but just in case any of the goblins get brave enough to go past the torches or she decides to turn the torches off at some point in order to fuck with us. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to basically block that doorway with a hunting trap. Okay, you sit down. You kind of crouch. You drive the spike very quickly. You're uh, you're still raging, actually, at this point. Yes. So it is quite easy. <laughs> the iron spike drives into the ground like a butter knife into butter. And you just clamp the jaws open, set it, boom, done in seconds. You hear the goblins. They're still chattering in goblin. A little bit quieter than they were. Quite a lot quieter than they were, in fact. They're, they are interjecting the occasional common word or at least sort of stolen one. And so you can hear amongst their chittering, mm, snap, 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 snap. <laughs> snap, snap. <laughs> As you're setting the trap, they, they yes, sound they quite from uh, the snap, snap, or you get appreciative the and positive. <laughs> Wait, they like that I put a trap down? I just like traps. <laughs> uh, they're, they're critiquing your, your trap skills <laughs> the goblins on their turn continue to stand there just looking uh, you do hear though their chatter starts to pick up on, on a small thread that grows larger and larger and gets kind of woven through the fabric of it you hear the word more and more common until it becomes almost a chant but not a not a repetitive one like you hear at like a wrestling concert or something. More like, concert. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, when people chant the name of something, like, 
Yeah, I've just never heard of a wrestling concert. <laughs> <laughs> this like new hybrid thing. Or a concert. That's a wrestling match. It's really <laughs> starting to take off before COVID. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Yet another industry decimated by quarantine. Uh, the thing, you know, the, one of those things. Um, it's not like that. It's, it's less concerted than that. Pretty much it's just like a hundred goblins shouting out the word bigwig randomly all on their own. They're not unifying with each other. Oh my god. They call her bigwig. That's so fun. She shakes her head a little bit. They call me bigwig. Is that your name? Where is your wig? I don't have one. It's the <laughs> smartest fanciest thing they could come up with it is pretty pretty fancy fancy people wear wigs next up is Karktos the bear he is going to turn and growl and snap at the goblins they they do not retreat in the slightest they just growl and snap back at him but still don't come past those torches at all they stay exactly in their place. That's good, steps. come back past those torches. We're sort of fucked. <laughs> Karto steps back and looks over to you, Planeswalker, and his bare shoulders go up in a bit of a shrug. <laughs> and he steps forward again and just yeah, stands next either. to your bear trap. And he sits and just looks at him with his teeth bared, waiting, bared. ready, bared. <laughs> bared. Oh. Betras looks back and forth between the goblin, Yolanda, and, well, at first Karktos, but Karktos is facing the opposite direction, so he starts looking to Quixie instead, holding out his hands as he was when he launched the lightning out of them last, just a moment ago. Um, oh, what are we doing now? There. I've got a friend! And he's a really smart goblin, and I promised him that if I met any other smart goblins, that I would try to find him, make him a pin pal or something, so he'd have somebody to talk to. And. Kind of awkward to start asking about pen pals after we've killed 124 of her people. Yeah, and that's why we gotta talk first. <laughs> also, okay. I'm not really sure. That, um, uh, that <laughs> Bellic will want an evil goblin queen pen pal. Well, how do we know she's evil? Are we you know. evil? Don't you have a sense for that, Yolanda? <laughs> Kinda, it's more demonic than anything. Would you say that a human king who seeks out new lands is evil? Would you say that an elven prince wishing to protect new areas of the forest, station his people in those, would he be evil? I don't think wars and are you ask, great. And you're asking some people who kind of think that's evil, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yolanda, your turn. Okay, everything's kind of, you know, seems to be paused, so she will stop approaching uh, and kind of stay where she is. Um... Well, with the Bullywogs, uh, they wanted to expand and make things bigger, but it was going to hurt other people, 
And so we came, we came up with a compromise. And we didn't realize there was anybody in here to talk to. So sorry about all the killing. Uh, but maybe we could come up with a compromise or something. And if you want somebody smart to talk to, I know somebody who's real smart and he's a goblin and he's nice. She looks at you, squints a little bit, and seems very inspecty. Scrutinizing? Scrutinizing, sure. That's a good word for it. Thank you. Scrutinizing. Questioning? She's scrutinizing you. Yeah, questioning, querulous, lots of words. Um, <laughs> you just happen to know a smart goblin. And is that all you think I am? Just some smart goblin? Were you talking about everybody was dumber than you? Maybe he wouldn't be. It's nice to have people who are like you around. So they say. Yolanda will reach slowly into her bag and pull out her heiress tablet and say, uh, I can, if you want to talk, try talking to him, I could maybe get someone to bring him the other side of this. Your eyes narrow even further until <laughs> they look like they are closed entirely. <laughs> Except for just the faintest glint. Yolanda's not a smart girl. <laughs> How long would that take, exactly? Well, it depends on if Eris sees it right away, and then he'd have to bring it over to the university and give it to Balak. So however long that takes. Probably like an hour. Uh, Armina, you are up. So Armina's going to have, like, kind of raise her eyebrows to the tablet situation. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, he has, to, he has to get the text, then he has to respond to it, and, like, it sounds too much. So she, she's like, and she goes, it's Eris. i got to run so downtown she... and give my phone to somebody else so they can text you back. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to kind of, like, you know, be a little antsy, you know, not sh unsure where to be. And so she's going to kind of, like, have her finger right on the battery um, electric receptor. Sorry. Just itching, seeing if that's going to happen. But she says... <clears throat> So write out for me the next chapter of this situation. So I, frankly, I, I like not running for the last, you know, 20 minutes. I, I, I've breathed so hard and I'm, I'm dying here. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to end this soon. So what would be the next chapter? That's to Yolanda. Oh no, to, to the, the Goblin Queen. Like, oh, like okay. what, what's the next step? Next chapter. Like, like, write out for us what you want this, to, how I want this to end. What does any good ruler want for her people? Oh, God, let's kill her. I, Han, <laughs> I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm really I'm being impatient with this philosophy bullcrap. What do you want? Let's do it right now. Oh, I Have you seen shirt. any other goblin cities? I mean, it looks around. This is a city? Not the nest. But the proper cities, they're out there. There are a few, full of tinkerers, inventors, scavengers. Not so different from Namish cities, perhaps. Very similar, but that still doesn't answer my question. Wouldn't so these halls be grander like that? If I could just get these morons to stop eating everything? Okay, so we have a problem, okay. And I kind of come look around the group like we're making progress here. <laughs> uh, Calorie, you're up next. Well, like, do you want to send your 
goblin hordes to school or something. <laughs> How many lunches are you going to make for that? They'd eat the books. That's how they found Bellic. They're, they're like animals. But animals can be trained. Animals can be controlled. And it doesn't mean you can't attain what you want. Well, you know, maybe instead of just taking lands, you could talk to people. I don't want lands. What need do I have for lands? I need resources. We do. They resources? Do. Okay, well, well, you could you could talk to the people in the city nearby, and maybe they could get your resources, but you're not going to get what you want by sending your goblin hordes out to eat people. And what if I want is for them to eat people? Well, then we got a then problem. Then we'd have a problem, and we'd definitely have to deal with that. Let's start over from square one. What do you all think is happening here? Next up is going back to the top of the round with Quixie. But at the top of the round, I'm going to ask, do we want to stay in initiative order for now? Or do we want to... Let's break out of it for a bit. Yeah, we can Let's break, break out, out of it, it. I yeah. I think we're out of combat from the time. Yeah. yeah. Situation <laughs> stabilized. Can wow. I the nature check to see about the goblins? I forgot to yes. that. Sorry, we forgot that on your turn. Okay, that's a 15. Okay. They all look fairly different from each other in terms of super specific identifying characteristics. It's not like they all share a similar piercing or a similar tattoo or, or any sort of badging. Even the Bullywugs had that kind of color system that seemed to denote ranks or some sort of hierarchy. <laughs> These goblins, by and large, seem to all be wearing various mishmashes of tatters of clothes. The one exception is her, who seems to have a bit more of an outfit kind of thing going mm -hmm. on. It's still just random tattered clothes, but they at least are sort of matching colors and vaguely similar matching styles, at least. Right. It doesn't look like she's trying to replicate any specific outfit. But as for whether they were the same goblins, you can't be quite certain. They were very similar in terms of size, shape, skin tone, and things like that. You know, you've seen orcs of a broad variety of skin tones, and so that might have proved, or at least strongly suggested, that the goblins were from different clans or whatever. Uh, but you also suspect there's probably more than one clan that has green goblins, so... Well, we yeah. came here because uh, there were goblins attacking folks on the road, and uh, some friends of ours, and she'll kind of gesture toward Carcass and, and Betris, uh, were concerned that- Betris waves sheepishly. That people were gonna get hurt, and uh, it was gonna be too much, and so we came in here to try to protect the roads a little better. Uh, and you we were told that you were being, that your people were being problematic, so we came to solve the problem. And also, we get okay. money if we kill you. Yeah. Armina kind of like nudges Planeswalker in, in, in the thigh. Can I take a look around? <laughs> is there any evidence of where she learned her powers? Or got them? I, like, is, are there any arcane texts or scrolls or... alter to some other world being? Yeah. I mean, Quixie yeah. would primarily be looking for like wizardry materials, but, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. If there's like uh, blood dripping from the ceiling. 
yeah, go ahead and roll uh, roll me a perception check for that. <laughs> I rolled real low. Five. Five. Uh, well, I mean, there is there's at least one thing you see. You look around, you don't see much in here that necessarily seems designed to be used or like in any sort of arrangement to be used. Most of the stuff that's in the pile is just kind of in a pile. Uh, you don't see any like bookshelves with books on them or anything like that. Pretty much the only thing that seems to be set up in any sort of way is that hat sitting on the uh, table up there. You don't know if that's how she got her powers, but... My oath is to is to help people be who they really are and, and give them a chance to to be better. So, I don't know. Is there, is there a way we can we can help people not get hurt and, and let you let your people do better too? People already did get hurt. Oh no, I'm sorry. Maybe help people not get hurt more. Well, because it it's sad because some people have probably gotten hurt on the road by your goblins and, and we just hurt your goblins. Yes, sorry. and for similar reasons it sounds. Right, so isn't it better if we stop that? Better? So, so people can stop getting hurt? I've never been much a student of philosophy. Who am I to say what's better or worse? When did you become a student of what you're a student of? I don't understand I any of this. Born, I was born different. I had a knack for the arcane. And so I was given a very privileged position in the tribe back under the previous leadership, the hobgoblins. Those big brutes, those bullies, thought they could just make us do whatever they wanted because they were bigger and stronger, just like the humans, just like the orcs, just like all of them. But I showed them. Planeswalker just sort of slinks back in his shadows as she's going Look small, look small, look small, shit. (laughs) I showed them that true strength doesn't come from muscles and stupidity and weapons. It comes from mind, from determination, from wit. And do you see any hobgoblins here now? Look around. What'd you do? What one always does with trash when one is a goblin. I had them devoured. Oh. I think she might be a little evil. Well, hobgoblins ain't exactly nice. Finally. Yeah, but that's um what I I think there's a word. You shouldn't eat people, Yolanda. An entire subset of people. Cannibalism. (laughs) Me as a player is thinking genocide. Genocide. (laughs) A little bit of genocide, a little bit of cannibalism, you know. You're the one that taught me that goblins could be. Yeah, and I think she she is a people, and maybe not a very nice people. After years of struggle, years of frustration, years of everyone looking down on me, finally, they saw the truth. They saw me for what I was, and And for a moment. I was so happy. I thought we had victory. I thought we had done it. Won our freedom. And then everything would be good. 
fine and rosy. What happened? They called me Big Wig. And I used to think it was a compliment. And now every time I hear it, it grinds my teeth and grates in my ears. Because it's been years. And where are we now? Exactly where we were. We need more. I need books. I need crystals. I need herbs. I made myself better. I can do it for all of them, too. One at a time. If it takes years and years and years. If it takes the rest of my life and the rest of theirs. It'll be worth it. Do they want to be better? They think they are better. The idiots are happy with what they have because it's better than what they had before. Yolanda will put her her shield away so that she can do this. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like that you ain't happy and they ain't happy, so why don't... Maybe something needs to change so you can all live nice lives with doing what you want to do. What does a happiness have to do with anything? Tell me, if they would be happy eating poisoned garbage for the rest of their lives and being killed by every want-to-be bounty hunter like yourselves wandering the roads, would they be better off for that because they're happy? Better off dying poisoned in a ditch or shot through the head by an arrow? Well, it sounds like that's still happening to them and they ain't happy. So, I don't know. Be a little better. Armina's going to kind of like slowly holster the Iron Storm and kind of walk over. Well, I don't think that's for you to decide that. It seems to me like you're taking on that burden on yourself and that's causing you all this stress and concern. I was making her not happy either. You're right. Should idiots be left to choose their own course, even if it's the wrong one? Quixie steps forward and she's like, um, as somebody who's been traveling with some really great friends who don't always make the right decisions or the best decisions in a smart sense, um, yeah, they deserve to make those decisions. So if they were going to step into a bear trap, you'd let them? That's not the question you asked me. We, we had an obstacle course race with I mean, there weren't bear traps, but... Um. I trust my friends to do the best job that they can do. And I'll yell at them afterwards if they were stupid about it. And she has. But they trust me to do my job. So I have to trust them to do their job. And yes, I want to keep getting better. And I'm going to keep learning more. And I will help them learn what they want to learn but it's not my job to make those decisions for them. My brother let me run away from home even though it caused me to die a couple times. You've died? Yeah, yeah. during the zombies. Oh, you didn't see that. Yeah, she died. Died or went unconscious? She was a lot more permanent of a thing. Well, she was dying, but I healed her. Oh, oh okay. So then we have a difference of opinion. And we have a difference of goals. What do you propose we do about it? Maybe it would be, I know I've talked about this already, but maybe it would be helpful if 
if you were able to talk to people who who had a little more to do with building cities we don't really get into that like that's not what we do uh but we've been we've been talking to towns and things and helping them so Maybe we, we are not sending the goblins to Sal Almaris. No. <laughs> <laughs> entire arsenal of life We do know one architect. So maybe. The fondness for possession. It's fine. You'd just be. Send them to Sal Almaris. You'd just be inventing a we, slave We could go and we could bring you to the city and maybe, you could talk no, to some people. No, in the city. we're not taking them anywhere. I was I'm just not... thinking maybe we could like get some teachers for them or something. I already suggested that. She didn't like that idea. Teach people to be teachers. Uh, you just can't sometimes you can't do things alone sometimes you need help you know what would happen if you brought a teacher here and sat them down in front of my kin they would probably get eaten look they would just, get eaten we just know probably make about it we just want to make sure that the roads are safe and if we can't do that through talking then we gotta do it with the swords and i don't want that why don't we why don't we say this we like yolanda said our goal is to make the roads safe. If you can promise us that, then we'll leave you alone to build your city. We can even talk to some people about setting up some kind of trade so that you get your crystals and shit. But if you can't promise us that, then we have to continue our job that we were sent here for to stop you from making the roads unsafe. If you need time to think about that, then we're more than happy to take a little bit of time here, either in this room, so that you can decide at your leisure, or out in front of your nest. You can sleep on it. Uh, Quixie, go ahead and make me an arcana check. That is a 717. The sorts of things that she's describing seem like they are leading towards magical means. Yeah. Crystals, herbs, things like that. She talked about making herself better so she can make and using that as proof for the idea that she can make them better too and that she only attained this position after years of being ridiculed you figure that there's probably some magical component to her self-improvement you're still not certain what it is but you were kind of looking around for that earlier but this does seem to be more confirmation of that and the idea that she is hoping that she could spread it to the others but there so I'm getting, I'm getting this impression, despite the fact that she said she was born different, I'm getting the impression that she was actually made different by some object. You're getting the impression that she was born different and used that talent or knowledge to further improve herself. Oh, okay. Like a sorcerer who became a wizard? That she maybe. would be able to extend to others, maybe. Like maybe she was good at brewing potions and used that to make herself smarter or maybe she was like had a knack for enchanting or rituals and used okay. that to whatever she was born with some sort of innate talent and yeah. used that to carry out a process that she seems to think is replicable out of character calorie do you have um detect magic prepared because um, i don't a, it is a third level spell and detect magic I, is uh, the spell magic was Oh, dispel magic. magic is second because Yolanda has it. I oh, have it as is first. It's not one that I have prepared. Oh, okay. Otherwise, I'd have to cast it for 10 minutes. Oh, do you, you have definitely it as notice first? That. Maybe it is a first level spell. It's a first level spell. I just thought Yolanda only has first and seconds, but she does have detect magic. She just never takes it. Mm -hmm. Quixie 
thinking about that, um, keeps it to herself for the moment, but waits for a response from the goblin queen. Yeah. She looks at you, looks over the group as a whole. It's an ultimatum, as it were. The only options I'm being given are bow down to whatever you choose, stay in my hole, and accept whatever scraps you can maybe arrange to have thrown to me. Or get slaughtered where I sit. Unless you give me a third option that's actually reasonable and not just over dramatics. Yeah. Wait, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to hear your options. being quite unreasonable, in fact. What is more reasonable of your option than mine? You want your people to be safe? I want my people to be safe. What's the difference there? Well, I'm telling you that we can, uh, that the keeping the road safe doesn't mean that your people aren't safe. It just means you're not attacking other people. You're the one that's putting other stipulations on it. Do you know that word stipulations? Did you read that part of the dictionary? Oh, you're brilliant, aren't you? I bet you've been to a whole lesson. Mm. Tell you what, we can continue this conversation if you can best me in a battle of wits. And then she snaps her fingers and seems to disappear. Oh shit. This one's <laughs> on you, Quincy. Um, <laughs> I mean, get the well, blood again. In character. Not helpful. In character, Quixie does that. She looks up at the ceiling <laughs> and groans. <laughs> yeah. Passive perception wise, you hear the crowd behind you chanting bigwig with increased fervor they seem very happy that she has done a thing um but it doesn't seem to be in response to the things she was saying you figure they probably don't really understand common great um, yolanda, at least those people with passive perceptions above 10. yeah yolanda is gonna look around and then take out chalk and go sit in the corner and Right to Eris, be like, hey, if you see this, do you mind bringing your tablet to Balik at the university? He's, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lowest text ever. Do you want to roll a perception check for looking around or just like glance around blankly? Oh no, she's just like, she's not looking around. She's just going to the side and sitting. Okay. She's, she's figuring she's not of any help here. No. <laughs> so she's just going to try to get in touch with Balik. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Is there, um, like a, from where we are, is, it, is there noticeable, like, levers or mechanisms for the door? Uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Perception, man. What the hell, Quincy? I don't want to have to do a battle oh, of wits. Fuck. Eight. Yeah, sometimes the students at the university wanted to do this with me and it always ended up just with a whole pile of people laughing at me and I'm not I sure why. I have a concept that Quixie might um, come up with because she is aware of Planeswalker's sack hoarding problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have like definitely enough sacks to cover this room <laughs> and potentially if we surrounded ourselves with sacks we would be able to see if she was walking through them. Yeah. But Planeswalker probably can't come up with that idea. Yolanda will also open up her divine senses and just glance around. Okay. 
Armina, uh, with an eight, taking a look around, you you don't see any sorts of levers or knobs, pulleys, anything like that. You don't see a door, in fact, on that entryway. It doesn't seem like it can be closed off. Oh, it's just like a like a, a cave entry. There's no like yeah, pretty much just an archway. Yeah. I was I was seeing kind of like I was imagining like a like a trim of a door with like the sconces with the torches, but there's yeah, it's got the wood cave. scaffolding. Okay. Um, like in a mine, just to hold the roof of it up. All oh, right, right. And the the torches are coming in off of that, but it's not. There's no like hinged door that goes on there, or anything like portcullis that comes down. Okay. So there is Never a wooden mind. frame to it, but unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be any way of of closing it. Uh, at least not with things that you know are already built into this place. Okay. So she just disappeared. She's not talking. She's just like, come find me kind of situation. That would seem to be the case. Yeah, it would seem, I mean, you've got a pretty high passive in all of the things that are necessary. It would seem that the battle of wits she's laying out is, if you're smart enough to find me, we can keep talking. Okay. Calorie's going to look around the room. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Was this challenge... At Quixie specifically, or all of us in general? I think she, she didn't say anything specific, so Quix, if Armina says that, Quixie's going to look at her and say, <sighs> she's definitely smart enough to set rules, so if she didn't give us rules, you can fucking participate. <laughs> Evan! <laughs> it seemed to be fairly broad. Yeah, she kind of looked across the group. Uh, seven, you take a look around. You see the pile of junk, like of stuff. It's not there. Um, she could be in there. You know, I look through the pile of Cart junk. Great hiding place. Cartos, you smell anything? Cartos looks over to you. Holy <laughs> smells a lot right now. Well, um, I'm gonna Turns take... and looks back to the horde of goblins and just kind of growls softly. <laughs> so I don't have any more first level spells, but detect magic is a ritual spell and I do have it prepared. Um, so it'll take me a minute to cast but I will take that minute to do so. Okay. For uh, 10 minutes, eh? It's 10 minutes. I know the Detect Magic doesn't have any provision in it in the books for casting it with higher spell slots, but I'm gonna say if you wanna cast it with a higher spell slot, you can, and for every additional, like every level up, it'll increase the radius by 30 feet. So first level is 30 feet, second level would be 60 feet. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll use a second level detect magic then. Okay. While Pixie does that, Armia is going to holster Ironstorm instead, slowly kind of walk and feel around towards the platform. Is it like, like stairs or is it like, like, a, like a pile of stuff? There's stairs leading up to it, yeah. They cut back and forth a few times. And how, how wide is like the platform itself, like the dais? Like, how, is it like. 10, Not huge. It's, yeah, about 10 feet across. The stairs as well are fairly small. Uh, they were built for goblin-sized legs. So they're, like, Armina can easily take them two or three at a time as she goes up, but they are also quite narrow, and so you're definitely slowed down going up in order to try not to fall down. So it's going to okay. take you a couple of turns to get up there, but you can start off so, on that way. Yeah. yeah. So when she gets up there, she's going to take, kind of look around at the platform, at the stool and the, the little hat, and she's going to take a big huff of her cigar okay. and just blow it, blow it on the platform around. Quixie, when you, 
you cast Detect Magic, you become aware of numerous auras of magical items. Mm-hmm. All of the ones that you expect from your party. You also notice that all of the green torches around the room are burning with an aura. And one other thing in the room, or at least one other location, and that is the chair with the hat on it. There seems to be auras of two different schools in that direction. Uh, There is illusion magic over there, and there is transmutation magic over there. Okay. Um, that as Armina's kind of climbing the stairs. Other folks have anything in particular during that? Calorie will call out into the air. You know, I like pranks. This is dumb. <laughs> you gotta up your prank game. Do I get anything with uh, Divine Senses? Planeswalker's just gonna put his back to a wall. Okay. He doesn't really have anything else to do. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I could throw dirt in the air, but... It's just Celestial Fiend undead. Yeah, no, it does yeah. not. It does not detect goblins, and yep. so you don't get any uh, pings. But, you know, it does confirm that there are no uh, holy or unholy shrines in here that have been prayed to or anything like That's that. something. It's not a warlock. <laughs> Quixie's going to... Not moving from her position just going to look at the chair or like what whatever's at the chair mm-hmm. and just smile. Okay. And she'll kind of call out to the group that um I think that if anyone else wants to help trying to find this person, you could probably prove to her that you guys know what you're doing too. She's not exactly great at this. Uh, Armina, give me a perception check with advantage when you get to the top of the platform there and blow your smoke out. Ooh, there we go. 23. 23. Nice. Okay. You get up there. You blow smoke. You start off across the chair that is sitting there, now empty. Just kind of blow smoke. Doesn't seem that there's an invisible person in the chair. Kind of paying particular attention to that. There's no you person in the chair though, that as the smoke is lingering a little bit, some of it trails a little bit off toward the side in the direction of the little table that has the uh, hat on it. The hat. So you take another puff, blow it in that direction. And the second time, it seems fairly normal. Hmm. So as the smoke's kind of like wafting and kind of like keeping an eye on it, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast alarm and okay. make kind of like a barrier around the platform itself. Okay. So if she were to leave it, it would to leave the platform. Yeah, if she were to leave, she gets dinged. Well, hun, we gotta do this all day now since you gotta make things so complicated for us. Um, one sec, Armina, can I come over the little alarm spell you got going there? Yeah, yeah, come on up. Cool. She's just glaring at, at the table, kind of like, discerning where it is. Come up, um, and I'm going to pull out my Wand of Secrets. Okay. And I'm going oh. to expend a charge to see if there's a trap door. Okay. You get out the Wand of Secrets, 
give it a little wave. Mm-hmm. It does not seem to react. There don't seem to be mm-hmm. trap doors or hidden passageways or, or hidden doors. Okay. Wait, can you, getting... where is the, where's the magic coming from? Just from the dunce cap, you said there was two. They're up on this platform. There's you and Armina. Armina's yeah. doing the alarm spell. There's the empty chair that the goblin was sitting in previously. And mm-hmm. then uh, off to the side, not immediately beside the chair, but maybe two or three feet away is a table with this dunce cap on top of it, or genius cap. A dunce cap that says genius on the side of it. There doesn't seem to be anything else up. How is genius spelled, by the way? Uh, Really badly. spelled J-E-N-I-O-U-S. Genius. Yawada thinks this is the correct way to spell it. So there's the chair... There's the chair, there's the table with the dunce cap, and the magic aura is coming from the dunce cap, and that's it. It is coming from the area of the, the table and the dunce cap, yes. It is coming from that. Okay. So is it glowing as an aura around the object? Because that's what it would show up as according to the spell. A faint aura around any visible object in the area. Oh, yes. The hat itself is glowing with an aura of transmutation magic. Okay. And you don't see a oh, no, specific thing that it goes to, but there is also a an aura of illusion magic from that same sort of direction. Okay. But can I stand in front of the space where I think the illusion magic is coming from and stretch out my hand as though for a handshake. Uh, yes, you can. You would pretty much be hitting the dunce cap if you were going like specifically for a handshake. Uh, but I mean, you could go to one side of it or, or stop just shy of it. Basically, sure. it's, it's as if there's a ghost standing inside that table and chair that's emanating an aura. Or inside, sorry, that table and cap that's emanating an aura. You can't see anything there but you can feel that magical presence mm-hmm. and it's just coming from that, that whole space. Okay. I don't hit anything solid. Are you reaching beside the cap? Are you reaching, are you stopping short of the cap? I mean, I'll just kind of put my hand out and then if I don't feel anything, like I'm not trying to smack the cap, but like kind of right. just directly over top of it Feeling or like around beside it. it. Yeah, just okay. kind of like having my hand outstretched as though for a handshake and kind of like feeling around. Yeah. And I'll just I'll just say, well, I gotta say, if you made this cap, this magical item, you do have some skill. Kudos. And uh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. As uh, Chrissy's saying that, I mean, it's gonna be like, what are you, what are you thinking, huh? What's the what shenanigans are going on here? I don't know. At first, I thought she was just invisible, but it uh, she might also be crouched on the table. I don't know. We'll see if I smack oh. something or if she actually grabs my hand like a you know sentient being and shakes it. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Yolanda. Oh, she was just gonna turn to Planeswalker and say, "So she really doesn't have any friends here." Isn't that sad? I mean, it it is sad, but I feel like she might have done that to herself. 
Just don't know. It. <laughs> it's hard to be different. Like I wasn't like anybody where well, I was from. You didn't kill all the people who disagreed with you, right? Well, no, but that's kind of what we're talking about doing now, isn't it? Like she don't, she don't agree with us, and so we're talking I'm about. I'm thinking more of killing her because of the murdering she's done. Yeah. Not because of our fundamental philosophical differences. So, are hobgoblins people too? Like, do they count? Or are they monsters? Because if she killed monsters, that's okay. But if she killed people, then it's not. Somebody needs to explain to Yolanda that not all people are nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's just trying to work out how far her oath goes. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> That's an interesting question. We need to meet an evil Doc person. going to try to figure <laughs> out if hobgoblins <laughs> are people or monsters. <laughs> was... Um, sorry. Um, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, was the goblin queen wearing anything specific um, that Calrie would be able to remember locate well object. enough in order to cast a spell? Yeah, locate object. Woo! I Not specifically. Uh, she was actually wearing relatively nondescript clothing. It didn't seem to be particularly flashy. It was, despite the similarities in the pile of stuff in this room as compared to the pile of stuff in the Bullywug King's room, mm -hmm. the two figures stand at pretty stark contrast to each other, where the Bullywug King was very, very much trying to show off everything he had and trying to look very fancy. He was covered in flashy bits of bright color and all of this sort of jazz. Um, whereas she didn't have a lot of jazz mm -hmm. in, in speech, in presentation, in outfit. Seemingly the whole room only has two pieces of furniture and okay. they're both just kind of plain wood furniture and her outfit was, was nicer than all the other goblins, but that's not saying much. It was so she pretty wasn't standard wearing, like, any kind of Jewelry. No. That Calor got a good look at Just now. Kind of like canvas uh, farmer's clothes, it looked like. Okay. Quixie. Yeah. Uh, you say your little spiel, reach your hand out as if to shake, and nothing grabs at your hand. You kind of push your hand a little further as, you, as you're talking and just sort of feel around. Not waving your hand around crazy or anything, but just sort yeah. of. Exploring. It's there. She wants to take it, but also I'm seeing if I smack into anything. Yeah. And you're reaching your hand out. You finish your little spiel. And then you feel a hand grab onto yours. Not exactly like shaking a hand, but more just kind of grasping you hear her voice kudos i misspelled genius <laughs> have you ever heard of an eraser you can fix that mistakes happen and then you learn from them i did learn i put on this hat and they all thought i was an idiot and then you got smart Yes. You can't take it off once you put it on. Not for a year. And for that year, everyone will think you're a moron. But when you take it off, 
you're smarter than you were. So I wore it again, year after year, and I put up with all the insults and all the ridicule because I knew it would be worth it. I knew that if I just got them out of there, that it would be worth it. it and instead you right. created yourself a prison. Not if I can make them smarter, it's not. Why can't you put the hat on them? You see a shimmer and the table disappears. The hat stays there. The table is replaced by her sitting in a shorter chair with the hat sitting on her lap instead. At the exact same level it was at, like the top of her legs was the physical surface for the illusory top of a table. Aha, uh -huh. I see what you did, okay. So there That's are in right. fact two chairs up here, one a little larger, one a fair bit smaller. She is sitting on the smaller chair. A chair. And so you cast an illusion so that they wouldn't laugh at you while still keeping the hat on your head. Cast an illusion so that if you walked in here and shot first, it wouldn't hit me. Mm, fair. Mm. Which is basically exactly what we did. So yeah, that, that makes sense. That checks out. So you could say I was a step ahead in that particular dragon chess game. And that you obviously don't want to fight. If I were to put this hat on them, quite frankly, they're not starting off as well off as I did. So it would take more years for every one of them than it did for me. Five years each, do you know how many of them there are? Maybe you could just start with a couple and like the small ones and then they grow up smart and then... There's nothing but small ones. We make them constantly. <laughs> you killed 124 on your way in. Quite frankly, they're probably back by now. Oh dear. They just Have you ever heard of something called constant reception? Eat and breed. Always stay new to your pets. <laughs> I think we need to bring condoms to this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought when I got done with this charade, wearing this stupid hat, that it would be better that I would have found myself kinsman. Or at the very least, that I would have found henchmen. They can't even do that right. Sometimes you got to go somewhere else to find people who you really can talk to. Like, I didn't know any of these folks back home, and then I had to go a long way, and now we're like a family. Well, that's nice. True. But wouldn't I be abandoning them for leaving? What's to prevent the hobgoblins from just coming back and taking over again? If I'm did, not here, keeping them at bay. Did they suffer when the hobgoblins were here? Did they mind it? Yes. They just thought it was their lot. Hmm. They thought that was their purpose. To toil and work and die. A lot of people are happy with that, though. They like it. Well, why don't, instead of you bothering the people on the road, why don't you take this mass of insane, hungry, crazy, 
horde of goblins and go fight the hobgoblins so they don't come back. I killed the ones that were here. Yeah, but you're worried about them coming back. Yes, but I don't know where we're we're from. I'll go find them. Do you know the location of everything that worries you? No, but if I worry about it, I go find more information and then I would deal with it. You know how to cast illusions. You can make yourself look like anything. I was thinking we could just bring her back to the city and then someone else could be the leader of the goblins. And She can get herself to the city on her own. She's smart enough. Everybody else. Well, sometimes being smart ain't enough, Quixie. Sometimes you got to be strong or fast. Or, you know, not everybody can do everything all by themselves. And it sounds like she's been alone for a real long time. Sounds like she doesn't want to leave these people, though. And that's okay. How loyalty. Well, that's a good thing to have. I'm not saying abandon your people. I mean, take a vacation. Make yourself look like a halfling or a gnome. Or even just stay as a goblin. Go into the city, find more information on what worries you, come back here, and then lead your people into solving that problem. Both Quixie and Yolanda, please make me a persuasion check. Seventeen. Uh, what'd you get, Quixie? Not worth mentioning. <laughs> Ooh, that's what's oh, bad. No. Especially with a negative modifier. She looks around, sighs. I'm not arrogant enough to think that I'm capable of anything. Could have fooled us. That's not true. You can do a whole lot. But not anything. No one can. Yeah, exactly. Everybody needs needs help sometimes. Yes, I'm agreeing with you. Right. Now, sometimes to be helpful, you gotta leave. Quixie, she kind of looks at you and raises an eyebrow. How do you stand it? They're my family. Loyalty. (laughs) Plus they're real cute. And they're strong. And they're brave. And they're sweet. And they do the things that I can't do. Mine just eat everything and have babies nonstop. You know, if they would put it in the butt instead of the front part, then that wouldn't happen. Yolanda, when did you learn this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> who taught Yolanda? Like, all right, who taught Yolanda? <laughs> she might be onto something there. <laughs> I know me and Karkdos were far enough away from the camp that she didn't learn it from us. <laughs> well, it wasn't me. When I came back from San Maurice, and I had a real nice date. I know what I know. Oh, man. Uh, Quixie wrinkles her nose and is like, I hope you clean first. (laughs) (laughs) Not enough presto in the world. (laughs) 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 The goblin looks around at all of you, shakes her head with a chuckle. You know, it was a stupid idea coming in here. For all of you. 
You almost certainly would have been killed. If you killed me here, do you know how many there are in order to get out? A lot. I can't count that half. It was a stupid idea. But I can't say it wasn't effective. So maybe a stupid idea is what we should do. Come along with me. I'll show you something if you'd like. Is my horse gonna fit? It fit in here. She hops off of the little chair, mm -hmm. carrying the hat with her, and starts to walk down the stairs and toward the entrance uh, with the horde of goblins. Mm -hmm. She, Yolanda will follow. Mm -hmm. It's gonna follow. Calorie will also follow. Quixie will follow. Planeswalker um, will very uncomfortably follow. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Can one of you guys like grab one of the torches and we can just ward them off with the magical flame? Can I roll an inside check? Just to mm -hmm. I mean, if Quixie tells me to grab a torch, I will. 18. <laughs> I don't know if they're like okay. bracketed to the wall. What's but... that inside check directed to? Uh, the lady goblin. Like, how's she feeling? How does her, like, what's her body language like? What are her um, intentions? Her shoulders are, her shoulders are not as sagged as they were before, but her ears are droopier. She seems sadder, but resolute. Um, and Quixie, the torches are at least roughly bolted to the wall, but you're quite confident that Planeswalker could pull one out. Hello, <laughs> I am very strong. Hey, Planeswalker, grab a torch. I'm cute and stupid and strong. <laughs> That's not a t-shirt, right? That's there. basically <laughs> what Quixie said. <laughs> exactly. This is why I keep them around. behind yeah. you in agreement. He's yeah. like, I am adorable. That is true. Basically. Yeah, I, I concur with that. <laughs> okay. Um, Strength check? Yeah. 25? Does that hit? <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll work. So, Planeswalker, you go up and just tink, snap this thing off the wall. Walk forward with it. As the goblin gets to the horde of other goblins, they give her space. And as she hears the tink, she flicks her hand over her shoulder, and you hear her little voice call out, The torches weren't what did it. It's me. I still like carrying the torch. I like, I Fine, don't see it so good. Keep it, it'll never go out. Nice. Oh, I have something like that, and Calorie pulls out her chicken. She leads the way, and the goblins give you a bit of a birth, too, but not as much as they give her, and they're definitely more snarly and chompy. But they keep quieter than they were. They're not chanting as much. You do notice that some of the hands at the front are kind of stretching out, like to try to touch her, like she's a rock star on a stage. <laughs> um, I also want to pick up my hunting trap as we leave the room. Okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah, just figured you, I would state that for the record. Good plan. Uh, you unset that, pick that up, hook it back onto your belt. She leads you out down a corridor, or down the corridor, across the main section of the cavern and into the corridor where you'd noticed the bulk of the goblin numbers coming from. As you start to walk down the corridor, she kind of gestures you folks forward a little bit so you're all a little closer to her rather than in a line or anything like that. 
See, I wasn't strong enough to drive the hobgoblins out. None of us were. All the goblins were too cowardly to even try. I needed a secret weapon. But the problem with any weapon is, if you make a weapon that is powerful enough to deal with the situation, you need a way to take it apart afterwards. Otherwise, it might just continue to be used. You use a weapon to oust a ruler and you take over the rules? What's to stop someone else from using that against you? So I had to have a plan in place. And she gets to the end of the tunnel and gestures. You see that the cavern in here is larger than the one in which she was taking up residence. The ground, the floor of it, is dug down in this big spiraling pattern that you could walk around and just get lower and lower and lower as you spiral in toward the center. You notice that goblins are dotted all around the outsides, all up these spirals as if they're bleachers. And at the center, in the bottom, is a goblin with what looks to be an improvised kind of jester's hat and scepter, an outfit that is like covered with bells and shiny things. It's kind of jumping around and he'll jump around for a couple of seconds and then stop and all of the goblins around will laugh or he'll shout out some things in goblin and then stop and all of the goblins will laugh, cheer and clap. She turns to the rest of you. Do any of you know what a nilbog is? A what? What do we Say roll that? for that? Nilbog. Nilbog. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Okay, so there's a lot of water in a place. And then... <laughs> no, not a bog. I rolled a nat one. On yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that's what a bog is. I'm like, no, 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 I've, I've seen bogs. It's like a swamp. <laughs> yeah. I, no I, got a, I got a nat 20. Nice. Armina okay. knows what a Neil bog is. Um, Armina, Surprisingly, you I do. I have heard of this some before. Tales passed around amongst the guardsmiths and history lessons as well. You know that there have been times that Dwarven society have used goblins as workers, as kind of Slaves? Yeah, yeah. I mean, slaves. slaves. Not to sugarcoat yeah. it, but slaves. Yeah. They I, slave I paid. I paid slave. my goblin to help me with the guns. By the way, just the FYI. <laughs> oh, no, I know. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, I, I am not I, part <laughs> of goblin slavery. Uh, <laughs> I hired mine above board. It was an affirmative action type situation. <laughs> I got yeah. lots of friends that are goblins, you know? I know that one guy at the yeah. university. Like. I, some of my best friends are goblins. You know, you, you've heard the term Nilbog before. It is something that the dwarves who had goblins, some of them were in fear of Nilbogs, some of them searched for Nilbogs, because a Nilbog is a goblin that has been possessed by some sort of otherworldly spirit. Some say it's a trickster god of the goblins. And Anilbog's only real purpose is to cause chaos. And there seems to be really no system that is so entrenched that the chaos of Anilbog can't make it topple. 
And so the only ways to keep them in check that those dwarves ever discovered were to seek them out and either kill them before they could get going. But that was difficult because then the spirit that possessed them would just go and possess another one. Or to make them think that their presence was appreciated. Usually making them into jesters. That seemed to be the easiest way. If you laughed at a Nilbog, they would stop reaching out for chaos and they would gravitate to where they were. So keep them happy, keep them content, and they'll, yeah. they won't cause any, any uh, trouble. Exactly. And so there, you know, the, the various kind of dwarven lords had different ways of dealing with the situation. Some of them employed guards as kill squads to go out and search for telltale signs of Nilbogs being things like goblin laughter or bright colors being worn, the sounds oh, no. of bells, and then to kill the goblin responsible and just constantly rove and ferret them out. And other dwarven lords hired guards in a very similar fashion, except instead of killing the Nilbog, they would take it in shifts to just sit on a bench in front of the Nilbog and laugh <laughs> for hours at a time and then trade out with the next shift. But uh, they, would, they would pay people to just... Just sit there and laugh and just force laughter for their whole guard shift and then trade out with the next one and trade out with the next one just forever. I mean, it's like, that explains a lot. <laughs> so you got this nail bog thing to do something? It got rid of the pub goblins, caused havoc, pandemonium. While they were distracted, we were able to take over. So... I'm going to put him in charge. You're going to put the chaos-making machine in charge? Well, it'll keep the goblins busy. Beyond the points at the goblins around the stage. As long as they keep laughing at him, he'll be satisfied. As long as he's satisfied, he'll stay right here. What if they stop laughing? From my experience with goblins, they rarely stop laughing. Like, even when they're swearing, they're sort of laughing. There's a reason why I told them to be in here as much as possible. There's a reason why a lot of the domiciles have been moved in here. Meals are served in here, such as they're served anywhere. I tried to get a meal program going. Lasted about four days, and then they ate two of the cooks. Oh, dear. What are you going to do? I suppose I'm going to go try to find something better. You want to come to the university? Maybe they got a spot in the library. I'm not sure somewhere like that would want someone like me. Well, why not? There's somebody like you already there. It's possible, but an exception being made once doesn't mean it'll be made again. Speaking of which, you probably don't want to come back here. Well, as but long as the road stays safe, we won't have to. We could advocate we, for you. They were only leaving because I was telling them to. They never brought back the right things. I just thought if I could get the raw materials, maybe I could make more of these hats. Enough for everyone. Maybe I could figure something else out. Some sort of a potion, 
that I can put into their food. You know, I should make it too. Well, I already tried that. Why do you think they ate the cooks? Well, maybe if you're the one who's leaving and searching and looking, you're more likely to find these answers that you're looking for and you can come back someday. Right. And they'll just stay here in their stupid, blissful, ignorant stagnance until I return. Yeah! See you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Towards Yolanda again. Well, at least you're happy. Excuse me. In my head, I just keep calling you the overdramatic goblin queen. What's your name? That's as good a one as any other. They all call me Bigwig. Well, you're gonna have to think of something to be that you want to be called out in the big world. You can't just go around calling people idiots. I mean, you can, but they don't generally like that and won't generally want to give you a good price on things or trade with you or give you a place to sleep or anything. She knows. She's been, a lot of people don't like her. A lot of people don't. Getting better. She's real nice though. Once you get to know her. She's real smart. And she knows directions. Yeah. Well, good luck on your journey of self-improvement. Good luck on mine as well, I suppose. Do you need any help? No, as your friend pointed out, I know illusions. And if all else fails, I can eat my own damn shoes. I don't think I'll be needing this anymore. It hasn't made me any happier. She holds out the hat. Yolanda will take it. No, Jesus. <laughs> I'll warn you again. If you put it on, it will make you smarter. But it'll take a year. And until then, everyone will think you're an idiot. People already think I'm an idiot. Let's put it this way. They all just laughed at the Nilbog shouting the word crap 20 times in a row. Mm. And... I can tell that wasn't even a forced laugh. They meant it. <laughs> and they all thought I was an idiot when I wore that hat. Well, I can tell you that's a dumb prank. Yolanda's gonna hold out the tablet. Do you want this? No, I'll be making my way there. All right, good luck. I'm gonna have to leave with you, otherwise they'll eat you. Okay. Rather not have that, please. Let's I go. don't feel like being eaten today. <laughs> she leads the way back up the tunnel into the main room. You know, your name could be Jenny. Jenny the genius. Ha. <laughs> or Jean. I wouldn't mind that. My parents called me Ixmi. You know Ixmi? what Ixmi is? No. Name, I this assume. Tooth. This tooth right there. Huh? It was the biggest tooth I had when I was born, so they named me after it. Oh. Descriptive. I think I'd rather Jenny. <laughs> All right, well, Jenny, it's nice to meet you. It is. How were, how were you born different, if you don't mind me asking? I had magical talents. 
and a very large X me. So your teeth make you smarter? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I guess. No, that they don't make me so. Why do I even bother trying to explain? I was born <laughs> with certain innate magical talents. Uh, with these, I was able to make a hat, which I thought would make me smarter. I thought it would make me a genius. And at the time, I thought that was how genius was spelled. But, quite frankly, at least it's halfway close to common. These all think bigwig is the biggest word in the world. I mean, how's big in it? <laughs> so I made the hat. <laughs> I put it on. She doesn't even seem to respond yeah. like she's had this so many times yeah i put it on and all of a sudden i was an idiot they all thought i was an idiot everyone said i was an idiot my own parents said i was an idiot and that my ex me wasn't even that big oh. and you know what after a few months of trying to get the stupid hat off of my head, I started to believe them. I thought I must have been wrong. I made the hat wrong. And it was making me an idiot instead of making me smart. And it was cursed. And now I couldn't take it off. But I kept trying every day. I kept trying. I never gave up hope. Every day I tried to take the hat off. And a year later, I succeeded. All of a sudden, no one thought I was an idiot anymore. They laughed at me when I mentioned how they had all said that I was stupid. They knew I was smart, and I was smarter than I had been, smart enough to know that I misspelled genius. Jenny, would you like a hug? Aww. I don't think so. Have you ever had one? Yes. In my experience, they're very smelly. Yolanda doesn't smell bad. Make me a persuasion check. <laughs> <laughs> Which I should just start calling a puppy dog eyes check. 17! I'm rolling a lot of 10s. 17. Roll for hug. She rolls her eyes. All right, if you must. She's so over it. <laughs> yeah. Yolanda gives her a hug. I also love how we how we went from like a full blown attack to do you want a hug? <laughs> we have negotiated our way out of so many bosses. Uh, <laughs> well, Jenny Genius is now an NPC I expect to meet in six months' time. <laughs> you Yolanda, you put her back down. Oh, sorry, what was that? Oh, she's go ahead and do this part. I can say it in a second. Okay. You put her down and she just sighs. Well, do you feel better now? Do you feel better? Not really. I'm sorry. Sometimes hugs make me feel better. But hey, you help me too, because if I ever figure out when my birthday is, I can put this hat on and then I'll know it's my birthday. Wow. Hey. What? Whoa! <laughs> as a as a person, I am astonished by Yolanda's logic. Yolanda, Yolanda doesn't Perfect. know when her birthday is because she was born on the other side of the world and she knows times are different. 
So she yeah. knows she was born in the spring, but she doesn't know if spring where she is now is spring where she was. So she doesn't know how old she is. Because she doesn't know That's if she's had a birthday. The concept of figure out my birthday <laughs> and then put on this hat that I can't take off for a year. And then when I can take the hat off again, that's I birthday. know it's my birthday. <laughs> it is the perfect stupid plan. I it love is. it. Do you think the magic will still work if I put some, like, flowers on it? Well, maybe we can take a look yes. at this before you start putting it on your head. I think it's more of a time out sit you in a corner for a year in order to put this on your head so you can learn from your mistakes kind of hat rather than it is a stylish accessory or maybe we can find a different thing to so that you can wear that will make you smarter if that's really what you want to do well i'm trying to read the dictionary but that takes a long time too and it just seems like magic's easier i maybe you can try to find a way to to be smarter maybe wild slayer no well, it doesn't seem to have helped Jenny very much. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, you seem very intelligent, but you seem very sad. Did you, you start off this whole thing trying to convince me that being happy was more important than being intelligent? Exactly, and now I'm trying to convince Wild Slayer of that. Yes, exactly. She was trying to convince me of the same earlier. I don't know that I'm going to wear it. It just seems like it might help. Well, maybe between all of you and your many talents, you're clearly strong. You clearly have at least some decent tactics. Although, quite frankly, I feel like you should have set up the traps and then retreated further away from them rather than fighting people right there at the edge of them. We have but a what competition. Do I know? Yeah, there was a contest, and I only have like five javelins. But my point is, between your varied skill set, maybe you can figure out some way of breaking that curse, but maintaining the rest of the magic. I don't know. Sure. Something I can do. There's plenty I can. Well, I hope you found something, something good out there. Some good books and things to read. Maybe a friend or two. Mm. Me too. Maybe they can help me figure out what to do here. Exactly. And, if you and need hopefully to... they're not evil. If you need us, we've, we've been staying at the Limp Seahorse, so... You could meet Bellic at the library. Yeah, but like if you need somebody to bring you, like somebody to speak for you or whatever, then... Bellic. Bellic's our goblin friend. He's real smart. The goblin. Very smart. He knows all sorts of words I don't understand. Got a little bit of a stick up his butt, but that's okay. Is that not true of most people? There's a lot of stupid people out there. Oh, you're not wrong, are you? <laughs> many. Many people are smarter than Yolanda, so but I would not say so most. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. She leads you out through the main section of the cavern gesturing people back and occasionally saying things in Goblin. You get the feeling that they're confused, but they are still listening to her. Yep, just Telling follow them, her out. Yep. I'll be yep. back soon. And that until then, they should just hang out here, have a party, have a blast, make babies, uh, eat shoes. I have something to contribute to their party. 
Okay. Oh, God. A gourd full of rancid beer from the the brewery cellar that we put our vampire friend in. Okay. Um, I would like to offer it up as a gift. <laughs> like, Who are you offering it to? I'm gonna give it to Jenny. Okay. But I'm gonna say, you know, if if they want to have a really interesting party, this might be alcohol. It might be poison. I'm not sure, but if they want to, if they want to try, you know, it won't make a difference to them anyway. She takes it, pulls the cork out, sniffs it. Oh, yeah, that sounds like something they'd like. She holds the gourd out, and goblins start to drink it and just like shriek. Some of them fall over, some of them leap up into the air, one immediately starts vomiting, but then goes back for another drink. Um, I knew that would come in useful eventually. (laughs) Getting goblins crunk. Yes, obviously. As she leads you up the first tunnel that you kind of fought goblins going down, you notice, looking around, there aren't any goblin corpses around. You don't actually really see any signs of the fight oh, you participated in, except they? for splotches of blood on the ground and, like, Betris's flame scorches on they the ceiling from the many fireballs he missed. Yeah. Meat's back on the menu, boys. So what are they allowed to eat? There might not be enough in this cave for them. Um, Yolanda looks back at Weir's Watchers, because technically they're our employers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Petrus shrugs, looks at Karktos. Karktos has... Still a bear. Yeah. He shifts back into his orc form at this point. There are a lot fewer goblins in front of you. The, the crowd of them definitely has stayed back in the cave. He tips his head to the side. Mm. Things seem mostly fine. Ten years ago. Or I suppose they could go fight the spiders. That's or the owl bears. Great idea. Do they like spider meat or owl bear meat, Jenny? They like goblin meat, so I don't understand why they wouldn't like spider meat. How do you know they like goblin meat? Because there's no goblins left, Yolanda. Why do you think where, where do you think the bodies went? Well, like somebody like Quicks that came by and cleaned them up. No, I think also, they ate. She said well, they, they ate cleaned two them. Of the cooks. Yeah, I told you they ate two of the cooks. Well, they those were goblins. Yeah. You were more okay with it not being goblins. <laughs> no, I just didn't realize. <laughs> Yolanda thought that they hired some people from the village to come cook the goblins, and then the goblins ate them. <laughs> And she's like, well, I guess that's basically the same as if I were to eat a goblin, which is, like, gross, but... She was, like, (laughs) wrestling over the moral dilemma, but there was so much going on that she hasn't (laughs) thought about it yet. (laughs) Maybe I should rescind my point about not wearing the dunce cap. (laughs) (laughs) Yolanda can only think about one thing at a time. She just thinks about things for a long time until she works them out. Well... Betris, maybe you and uh, and Karktos can 
give Jenny the coordinates for the spiders and owl bears and and then that will take care of those problems. Oh, I know where the bears are at least. Just hadn't been going after them because I didn't think there was any point. Well, they don't hoard eaten. magical materials or anything, but they can be eaten. They'd provide a couple of meals. But if things were fine ten years ago, then I suppose a return to the old ways it is. Until so you find something progress. better. I suppose you might be right. This might just be one more day that I can't take off the hat. But that doesn't mean that I'll never be able to. So when you took it off, you were better, even though it didn't day, seem like you were. One day I'll reach up and grab it, and I'll be able to take it off. There are worse things. Well, she looks around at the mouth of the cavern. I suppose this is where we part ways. I guess so. I go up to Jenny and I offer my hand out again in a handshake. And I just say to her, um, I recently learned a spell that lets you learn what an object does before you put it on. I suggest you look it up when you go to the town. <laughs> she puts out a single laugh. Magic uh, person to magic person. <laughs> shakes, shakes your hand in turn. Yes, well, I'd known that before making the hat. Things would certainly be different. And yeah. uh, when she takes her hand away from yours, you know, she has pressed something into your hand. Taking a look down at it, you recognize it as the king of a dragon chest set. Uh -huh. Ooh. Yolanda will come over and kneel down. So she's mostly eye height. Same. Well, it was real nice meeting you, Jenny. You're a good goblin, even if it might not, even if you feel different, that doesn't make you, make you less or anything, and I hope you found somewhere you belong. Thank you, I suppose. I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't think there's really such a thing as good. Cartos chuckles. <laughs> Smartest thing she said yet. Ooh. <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, Jenny, I just gotta say, you shouldn't bog your mind down with the happiness of others, you know? You can't force them to be happy. As long as you worry about yourself, that's all that matters. I suppose so. At least that's one way of looking at it. Hopefully we see you around. And hopefully when we do see you around, you're not crazy, foaming at the mouth, wanting to kill everything. Ideally, no. I'll do my best. And I think that's racist, Quixie. If I am. No, it's just concerned that she's going to turn evil. It has nothing to do about race. You could do the same thing, Yolanda. And so could you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, how about this? Let's make a pact as a group that if any of us turns evil, we call the others, get the band back together, and go kill the evil one, shall we? I'm down. I don't know how we get in touch with you, though. We'll shake on it. Eventually, she'll learn enough magic to get in touch with us. 
eventually you'll learn enough about satire to recognize it. Fine, let's shake on plan. it. She holds out her shit hand, like <laughs> hanging her head in defeat to shake on the plan. Planeswalker will shake her hand. What are we saying? Murder, suicide on three? Um, oh no. I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fan of this plan. Well, I don't know about Everyone else is agreeing to it. The past <laughs> 20 minutes have shown me that's enough reason for anyone to go along with anything, isn't it? No. So, stupid so hand. Sorry about all the goblins. It was 124. 124. I'm sorry. And uh, good luck. Are we making this pact to kill the evil one or not? You're making me feel like an idiot here holding my hand out for nothing. Okay, fine. Well, just you're not an idiot. Then. You're a Yolanda. genius, remember? Yolanda will put her hand in. <laughs> Planeswalker puts his hand in. Calvary <laughs> will cross um, her fingers behind her back and put the other one in. <laughs> Calvary's the big bad. <laughs> Quixie will join. Armina? Oh, Armina, yeah, yeah, she she's gone. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's say... Uh, oh. With great power comes great responsibility on three. It's <laughs> oh, quite a mouthful, huh? I'm like just like yeah. one, two, oh. three. Well, with great, great power, power comes great responsibility. Bye, Jenny. So long. Good luck with everything. Good luck to you too. As we're walking away. Quixie immediately like just deflates and is like, oh guys, I am so tired. Thank God we didn't have to fight her. Oh, no. I have like no spells left. That was Depending hard. on which hit point maximum I'm looking at, I'm bloodied but Yep. <laughs> Does any of y'all need some healing? I think it would be best if we just found a clearing Don't that was safe, that. set up the tiny hut dome thing and sleep. I just want a starfish, just, just anyways. Oh. I approve of sleeping sure. heavily. Uh, we should probably try to get back toward camp if we can. Okay. I don't well, know that I'd trust these guys to remember instructions for long, so. Fair. Well, I can take a couple people. Can you turn into a horse again? No. Two's all I got in me. All right. Let's well, just walk back. It's fine. We can just, yeah, risk jog. I will um, carry some of our slower teammates again. Amarlai can carry someone too. <laughs> By oh. the way, he doesn't ask. He just picks up Calrie in his arms and then <laughs> kneels in front of Armina. Like, yeah. <laughs> to her. like this is how we do but this now, right? Armia's not going to question anything when it comes to that. So just he's climbs gonna... onto his back. As you're walking away, Betris turns to Karktos. Hmm. Isn't that um, very similar to what happened to you? Karktos shrugs. Yeah, I guess it's almost the exact same. What Hello. happened to you? You made a dunce cap that said genius so that you could get smarter and then you got fed up with all of your people? No, not that part. Just the the privileged position and staging a coup, overthrowing your former masters. I thought you were a slave. Yeah. Oh. 
He's the one who did the overthrowing, I think. Yes. Oh, well, that's nice. That's good for you. And then, well, after that, it gets very different. We were never set upon by a group of adventurers, and I just left after a while. Oh, no one oh. came in and killed a hundred of your friends and then convinced no, you to go no. adventuring? Okay. And there weren't nearly a hundred of them anyway. Well, that well, would be very difficult. How come you left? I was needed elsewhere. Here? There wasn't anything there for me anymore, I don't know. There's not really anything for me here, I suppose, but it's as good as anywhere else. I left because I had to see if there was something else. I looked. Didn't find anything. So I might as well be here. You ever think you'll go back? Yeah, probably. I still go places from time to time. Hmm. Well, Most of them spread out. I mean, it wasn't safe to stay there, obviously. Soldiers would be coming for us. Right. Well, I'm glad we got to meet you. Oh. Well. Same here. Pat's planeswalker on the shoulder. Cute. Mm. My backstory doesn't seem as cool now. What's the backstory, Kari? <laughs> I think it's uh, where you came from. Mine is very boring. Mine too. What's what's your backstory, Petrus? <laughs> I was born. I did That's that. about it. Yep. How'd you end up here? A boat. <laughs> so where ended were up you here? born then? Insight was... check. Insight <laughs> 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 check. Uh, I was born in the uh, again. The village of oh, I rolled a three. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I rolled a fourteen. A fourteen? You do think he was born, and that he got here by the boat, and you do not believe that that is the entirety of his backstory, because no obviously shit. it's not. At the very least, he would have eaten and crapped in there somewhere. Uh, Cowrie, you ask what city is Yeah. I'm from the city of Pashwan, near the mountain double. Mm. Have you heard of it? No. No, um... Oh, that's one. Well, that's not much higher. <laughs> no, is, is the it, answer. Is it named ten her? for a history check? <laughs> it is uh, not near her. No, it is very far away, mm. on a different continent. In fact, that's why I got here by a boat. That makes sense. Quixie falls asleep on our uh, Marley. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way back regroup with the rest of Weiria's watchers. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else in particular that folks want to cover or or do while we're here? It's getting toward evening time, so this definitely would be a good time to sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lexi's just gonna start ritually casting Leonin's tiny hut. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are they where where do they meet up with Weiria's watchers? Is it near one of the inns or is it just out on the road or it's pretty much just out on the road. It's not super far away from the Crook and Nook, but it would be probably an hour or two to get there. Once Quixie is finished casting the hut thing, and we're all sitting there, we should compare our numbers for the contest. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, That's Yolanda. the primary thing that Planeswalker wants to do. Yolanda. Oh, and the, the dog followed us back, by the way. The one that's Armenia. still alive. Yeah. 
I mean, he's going to just, like, as this is kind of going on, like, we're decompressing, she's just going to, like, take out her guns and kind of, like, you know, use her tools and kind of tweak them and just overall fiddle with them a little bit. Right, right. Yolanda will find Weary to give her the lowdown on what happened, and then she'll mention that they're probably going back to the city in the morning, mm-hmm. shipping out. She asking to hook up. I'm leaving in the morning just so <laughs> that you are aware. These, these roads seem real safe. I don't think there's much reason to we'd have to stay in here. Oh, don't you? That's nice. Make me a perception check, Yolanda. She's famously good at those. Ooh! Ooh, that's a 15. Oh! 15. Hey! Okay. When it you, comes to looking at Yolanda, has high perception. You do catch a swift, subtle wink before we uh, uh, looks away and goes over to uh, chat with Karktos and Petras a little bit. I don't know what that means. Inside check. One <laughs> roll inside check at advantage. At advantage. Because you did catch the wink. Hey, that's an 18. You think that means that you should hang tight okay. and she'll come get you or something. She'll just go chat with Planeswalker about goblin numbers. Um, I got 17 and this brave boy got five with his partner. Planeswalker, can you cast that animal speaking spell? Oh yeah. See if this dog's okay. I didn't realize that they were real dogs. I thought they were fey dogs. Oh, uh, they're real dogs. Apparently, yeah, they're real. one of them didn't survive. I want to make sure that this guy's okay. Um, is my horse? I can just bring survive. him, bring him back. Well, I know. So same with Wally. I thought, I thought because these were magically tied to my coat that they would be like Wally or like a Marley, but they're real dogs. So I want to make sure this guy's okay and that he's safe and that maybe he can hang out with Warrior's Watchers. He can come with us. Or we can leave him at the Crooked Nook Inn. Oh, no. If you give Arisafat a dog. <laughs> yeah, it might not be a good idea. Does he have allergies? <laughs> no, he'll just he'll be so cute with it all the time. Well, maybe that's better than trying oh. to have sex with everybody all the time. Not that no, I can he'll go. still do that. He'll just use the dog. <laughs> <laughs> like you've never seen that. A guy with his dog and the dog well, goes over to Well, I'm not going to make a decision. Like, oh, sorry. I'm, I, I, I'm okay, you know, commanding fey warriors into battle, but I'm not okay just telling the dog where to go and who it's going to be used by to hook up. That's just gross. Well, so, what if instead of riding planeswalk, one of you rode the dog? Let's ask the dog what it wants to do first. That makes sense. I will cast Speak with Animals. Okay. And, um... Uh, before I talk to the dog, I'm just going to check in with my little pill bug friend. Pill bug! <laughs> Are you okay after that fight, friend? Hello. Hello. Are you okay? okay. I know things, things got a little intense there. Are you happy? Happy. Okay, good. And I'll put it back okay. in my bird. <laughs> <gasps> Fuck, I love that pill bug, guys. <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna have to look up how the fuck long pill, be- pill bugs live now. We're stuck two with years. a pill bug for two years. Ah, damn. <laughs> and then I will sit down in front of the dog 
Hello, friend. Hello. Are you, are you okay? The one who summoned you, little one. She she wants to know if you're okay. Am I a good boy? <laughs> I will turn to Quango. Uh, uh, Fire Ribbon. The the yeah. dog wants to know if if he's a good boy. Yeah, he's he's a good boy. You see his tail just wag to one side and to the other side, and then come back to the middle. That was stoic. I love him. <laughs> you are a very good boy. Wag, wag. Wag, wag. What would you like to do? We have some options, and you could come with us. I would like to be a good boy. You would like to be a good boy. Who, who would you like to go with? You could go with these people, you could come with us, you could go out on your own if you want. But I don't think there'd be people to tell you you're a good boy if you, if you go on your own. Maybe while you're talking you could come up with something like, like a bark or something for yes and, and something else for no and then... Can you, can you ask him if, if he doesn't like something to put his paw over his nose? I <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I could he, also just teach him what nodding and shaking his head means as well. Well, yeah, but this is cuter. Hallie grabs <laughs> some rope. Why? And she cuts it. And Are you she gonna do BDSM on the end. dog? No. She's gonna make a tub toy. She was going to like tie it around him like a leash. I don't think Yeah. She's gonna play with the dog. We're so waves. no. I was gonna say we're so used to calorie shenanigans that my brain first went to BDSM. Yeah. <laughs> That's all staying in, by the way. <laughs> Everything stays in. That's fine. She has, she has rope in her apron. She's gonna cut the rope. Uh -huh. She's gonna knot one end of it. And she's gonna uh -huh. knot the other end of it. Trying to uh -huh. do a knotty rope. Yeah, two <laughs> knots on either end. And then she's gonna go. She's gonna hold it out in front of the dog. It's also worth noting that when uh, when Planeswalker, when he responds to Planeswalker, you just hear like, "Aww, oh, baby. that's cute." Um, Planeswalker, can you ask him if he wants two other friends to play with? Uh, of course. I'll turn back to the dog and go. Do you want more dogs? Apparently, we can just get two more. <laughs> I want. To be a good boy. Oh my god. I want. I can't tell to if you chew he's... on that rope. <laughs> <laughs> you see him sitting, like doing the thing where like his butt's straining to come off of the ground, but he's staying and sit. Quixie seeing that is just gonna be like, good boy, get the rope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's been trained so well. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> Wait, Quixie, hun, did you give this one a name? I haven't named them. I was just like, ah, we're in battle. Ah, I need help. Ah, I've got do you, dogs on my jacket. Do I don't have even, a name. I was gonna like rub behind ears. She named it Scrap. Maybe we should let Planeswalker talk while I can. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, Calvary. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I only have like a minute. <laughs> I don't have a name. So sad. Can my name be Good Boy? Good. 
Good boy. <laughs> he would like his name to be Good Boy. Sure. We'll call him Good Boy. Wag, wag. That wag. is your name now. Good Boy. Wag, wag, wag. Uh-oh. What happens if I bring out the other two dogs and they also want to be called Good Boy? Uh, then we have a herd of good boys. <laughs> a pack of good boys. <laughs> Maybe one, at least boy. one will be a girl. You know. Maybe. Oh god, and then we're gonna... <laughs> they're gonna girl! Be, we're gonna have so many dogs. <laughs> Our Maybe new I'll industry. Keep... Maybe I'll keep this patch on my jacket for now. <laughs> <laughs> Is Until there... you want to set up your Mastiff mogul empire. Yes. <laughs> well, unless the dog gets lonely. Yeah. Um... I will just ask the dog one more thing, which is... Nope, I've forgotten what I was going to ask. We were asking who we wanted to go with. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And... Oh my god, I had a thought, <laughs> and it's gone. You think chickens and dogs will get along? If we no. say he's a good boy for not going after the chicken, I think this dog will do literally anything we want him to. You are probably right, based on this conversation. Kind of creepy. Boy. <laughs> I mean, if it's lucky, I have some concerns because that chicken's not right. Oh, he's fine. He's a good chicken. It looks like he drank all the, the coffee. Like seriously, look at him. He's not here with us. He's oh, not here with us. In your mind, look at him. In your mind. <laughs> I remember what Cookie looks like. He's a good chicken. A very he wants good to chicken. He kill people all the time. He does My kind of look exactly. like he stuck him, his huh? hand in a boiler. <laughs> oh, and on a date, I told Iris how to take care of a chicken. Oh. Was this before or after anal sex? Before. <laughs> <laughs> Post-coital bliss. Do I have a chicken? <laughs> I mean, it was right at the start. <laughs> he built me a interesting, gazebo. Interesting take on foreplay. He built, he built you, you a gazebo? gazebo? Yeah. Wait, where? <laughs> on the roof. That's where he we built go. built a gazebo? Yeah. Oh, Is this the kind the of gazebo cars. we should avoid at certain times of the day? I don't think he can get there quick see it's on the roof. I could these throw days her. I'll learn how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Two types of people. <laughs> One of these days I learned how to fly and I could throw her onto the roof. <laughs> also, Quixie could get onto the roof. She has spider climb, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> hey, good boy. Can you come here and um, I want a pillow. I need to go sleep. I haven't finished playing with him yet. Okay, finish playing and then come ah! sleep. Chug, 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 chug. But then he goes over. To turn to to Quixie real quickly and go. Am I not a good enough pillow anymore? <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, Planeswalker's no longer the best boy. Oh. <laughs> oh no! You're a good enough pillow. I just thought maybe you wanted a break. Oh, now no, that I, I very bet- much want to go to sleep. Okay, let's go to sleep. You can keep playing, Calorie. Okay. <laughs> I'll go to sleep uh, on top of my planeswalker pillow. Everyone snows up. You lay down on your planeswalker pillow. Uh, a couple of minutes later, when the play is done, good boy comes over and kind of noses at your knees and tucks up under them. So you Aww. sleep like almost hammocked between planeswalker and good boy. Ooh. So who won the goblet contest? Um, oh, I yeah. 30. Oh, 23. I got Walker just in his sleep. Twenty-five. 
I got four to five. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> that was a Robin response. That, that was, was like, Robin. That was not that playing was <laughs> But everyone did well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's a campfire, food, Weiria cooking again, uh, quite tasty. What did you make? You settle in. It's a kind of roasted root vegetable casserole type thing, seems to be. Okay. Weiria brings um, casserole dishes with her on the road. Well, I mean, it's still just made in the same big iron pot. Last Tupperware. <laughs> I like to imagine she has like a bunt cake pan. <laughs> Secretly <laughs> domestic. On the road, but yeah. There's no broccoli in there, is it? use a saucepan. Broccoli and root vegetable. I, I, no. I just don't like broccoli. So you're good to go. Well, how about this? Eat that and see if you like it. And if you don't. Yolanda spends a long time talking about root vegetables at Cowrie. <laughs> what? what? I, I was like, well, she grew up on a farm. How much does she know about this? And I rolled a 15. So I rolled a nat 20 on how much I knew about chickens. So Eris knows a lot about like, chickens. <laughs> no, no, a root vegetable ain't just any vegetable that has roots. That's what I used to think too. But no, it's different, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Cowery gets to learn a lot about vegetables. I yep. just, I just won't want to eat broccoli. That's all I wanted to know. Oh, then and in there. Okay. <laughs> Problem is um, solved. <laughs> <laughs> you folks have some nice chatter throughout the night and stuff. Uh, Yolanda Erzfet comes over and shows you several more drawings that he's done of you. Oh, good. How accurate are they? They're imaginative how you look. Uh, you're not certain some of the poses are really attainable. <laughs> not that flexible. But, you know. Well, these are nice. Have you been doing art for a long time? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a hidden talent in mine, really. Yeah, I'm really. so stabbing people, but only because I really usually do it from being hidden. Right. It's pretty yeah. obvious once it happens. Yeah, but a lot of people don't see these at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, you do a real good job. Yeah. Thanks. Um, you like these, them. Am I keeping these or are they you yours? Wanna, do you want to? If we ever find Yolanda just like sprawled on the ground, stabbed, throat slit, we know who it was. Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not that tall. <laughs> Do you, uh, do you want to see more? Okay. Ooh, that could be a really he weird question. Flips. <laughs> Basically, he, he flips you the book over. You wanted to hook up with Weiria? Nope. This is your entire evening. <laughs> <laughs> I think Weiria can take her, Safet. <laughs> he flips the book over, flips to the back, and starts to flip through the pages. And you see there are drawings of... Lots of people, uh, the majority of whom you don't recognize, various people, males, females, others alone or in groups. Some of them very kind of calm and plain and simple. There's, there's two men bathing underneath a bit of a waterfall. There's uh, an elven woman hanging from a tree from her legs with a bow drawn, um, for some reason not wearing any other clothing. 
but <laughs> you've never seen elves in their natural habitat, so you don't know. Maybe that's what they'd be like. So are these all people you've met, or is it just your imagination? It's a bit of both, really. See, I've got his, his cock toast. His cock toast here. Is he naked? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Have you shown Planeswalker uh, this? It's he might be toast reclined against a tree with a like thick cigar held between two fingers and a different thick cigar shaped object held in the other hand between two fingers. You should get that to Planeswalker. I bet he'd like it. It's not a bad idea, actually. He tears it out and goes over and presents it to you, Planeswalker. Planeswalker is asleep. He just folds it up and tucks it into the front of your furs. Um, right, he has I feel like there's, there must be a marketplace or some kind of convention that this guy can make more money at than he does with the word. <laughs> he doesn't do it for the money. He does it for the art. <laughs> He tucks it in there. He has very light fingers. You do not wake him. But yeah, he comes back and keeps slipping through more and shows, yeah, like some of them, a, a lot of them are of the other watchers. None of them seem to include himself. No. They all include, you know, but yeah, he's got, he's got one of Wyria with her armor and a pile at her feet in front of a waterfall just like stretching and you can see the star even. Like it's very... It's a very detailed and kind of precise artwork. You can see the scar on her chest. And impressive artwork. Where are you? Yes? Can I have one of his pictures of you? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, sure. Strange, Yolanda. Can I have one of these? <laughs> He's, he, he grants you one for free, but after that, he starts making deals. Ah, what sort of deal? Whoa. Well, you know, usually it's payment. I'd be willing to take a bar. Oh, God. Technically. Well, you gave one to Planeswalker, and then you can give one to me, right? Yeah, I gave you one, but if you want more. All right, well, let's keep looking. Actually, while we're talking about deals, um, could you do something for me? You can just tell me how much it'll cost to talk about it. What is it? Could you get killed? How do you need him killed? Poison? Throat slit? Crushed? Public? At their own wedding? Actually, oh. um, I was hoping you could just do something stealthy for me without killing anybody. Yeah, probably. Yolanda takes uh, a letter out of her sack. Mm -hmm. She says, uh, could you put this somewhere where we might find it after we're already gone? Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. And I'll give you a gold? Uh, yes, yeah, I suppose so. Sure. She, she will give him a gold and a letter. The letter is the poem that Yolanda wrote. Okay. Area, and at the bottom it says, uh, I hope you keep your heart in the right place. And then there's a lip print. <laughs> okay. Cute. <laughs> See, you know, carry on a little chatter. The night draws to, or the evening draws to a close. Everyone goes, lays down to sleep. Weirya does come over and sleep near you and pokes you and take you off, takes you off into the woods later on in the night to chat about various things and stuff. But you get back by the morning time. 
And in the morning, you all head on back out of the forest, part ways to say your goodbyes. You folks head back toward the city. As you do, the highest passive perception is 15? Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah? Okay. Everyone with the 15 sees it about yep. the same time. As you're going back toward the city, you see a pretty consistent 30 feet behind you. Not always there. But every now and again, you see it. Just a, a, a cat following you along. Kind of smoky gray cat. And uh, if you try to get closer to it, it stays 30 feet away from you. Wait. Or darts off into the underbrush. I see it. I see the cat. Exactly. <laughs> She's very thirsty. You know, anytime that you think it might have been scared off, you'll go on and later you'll pass back and you'll see it there again. You want me to burn my talk with animals immediately after waking up? We're going into the city. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll... Yeah, this is as you go along. So, I mean, it's throughout the day. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll cast talk with animals. Presumably we stop around midday to, like, have a meal or something. Some lunch. Yeah, or you can just eat on the ride. Okay, or we... Okay. At some point when we are going to eat, I will cast speak with animals and turn around to where the general area of where the cat is. Okay. And go, do you want some food instead of just <laughs> following us? Does the rest of the group keep going along? No, we stop. Yeah, we stop. If he needs to stop to do it, then we'll just stop. I hop Thanks, off with good boy and I give him some food. Mm-hmm. Good. good. And He's a good boy. Planeswalker, about 30 feet away from you, little smoky gray head pokes out of the grass and just sort of looks at you. Do you want something? Can we help you? The cat kind of looks, looks toward the group, looks toward you, steps out and just sort of sits on the path. You Seems can to talk. Be kind of, I can understand you. The cat looks at you, kind of in confusion. Sort of takes half a pace backward, looking over its shoulder, and then glances forward to you again. Looks over its shoulder, back at you. Yolanda will toss some meat, like, just casually over in that direction. Can Sorry, Molly kind of go over to... Molly's a rat! I know. Cats eat rats! Uh, Wally can definitely go Why over that way, yeah. How, how far do you mm. throw the, the meat, Yolanda? Uh, she tried to throw it kind of between Planeswalker and the cat, but I will make a check for that. Yeah. That's okay. an athletics, or? Yeah, that'd be athletics. I mean, you can throw it pretty much any distance you want. That's a 21 on my athletics check. So kind of close to the cat, but so it'll have to take a couple steps forward, basically. Okay. The cat, Planeswalker, continues to kind of look at you, glance over its shoulder, and sort of almost like it's gesturing you forward. I'll go towards the cat. Molly comes over close as well. The cat kind of looks at it and bares its teeth, but doesn't make any noises. I think the um, cat might be mute. Wally, is it actually a cat? Or is it one of your kind of familiar fae types? Make a perception check for the rat. Is that out loud or is that in your head to Wally? <clears throat> Probably both. Yolanda will open up her senses if Quixie says it out loud just to And Calorie check. will cast Detect Magic. Okay. <laughs> it's a 
Wally Wolverine, right the, the cat, cat that decided to attach to us, and we're throwing every fucking detect. Everything. Burn spells. <laughs> um, do you go right up to the cat, Planeswalker? Yeah, if it, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, Wally rolled low on perception, so yeah. unfortunately he looks back at you with a shrug and says, my greatest apologies, ma'am. I, uh, I'm afraid I haven't a clue. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yolanda, you open up your senses. You don't sense anything fey or celestial or fiendish for that matter. Cowrie, mm. uh, you cast Detect Magic and you see an aura of illusion magic. Planeswalker, oh. when you get close, the cat scampers up onto your shoulder so that its head is right next to your ear. But it doesn't feel like cat claws. Does kind of feel like claws, but they don't feel like cat claws. They, they, and it doesn't really feel like paws, and it feels heavier than a cat should be. Planeswalker, oh. that's not a cat. Cat and you just not be a cat. Hear <laughs> a whispered voice in your ear. Just because I look like one doesn't mean I can speak it, and you sound like an idiot. It's yeah, Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, we already established I was an idiot well before this. Yeah. Go away so I can eat that meat. Okay. You know, if you want to travel with us, you can just travel with us. You don't have to follow us like like a cat. No. No, I do. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat right. scamper, scampers down off you and goes back off into the grass. I will return to the group. Who presumably didn't hear that whole conversation because it was no nope. way. And I'll yep. go. So the cat's not a cat. I, I knew that. Okay. What is it? It's Jenny. Okay. Oh, did you tell her she could come over? I did, and she said she couldn't. I don't know if that's like a wizard thing. Um, I don't think it's a wizard thing. That sounds more like a Jenny thing. Yeah. But you think we um, should leave some stuff for her? She wants to eat the meat, but for some reason wouldn't while I was there. I don't really understand her. Yolanda will take a ration and just leave it on the road and then get back on a moral line. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think she's going to keep following us for a bit. Okay. I mean... It, can I roll oh, insight weird. on my conversation with her to see if I can figure out anything more than that? Yeah, sure. Ooh, net one. We Ooh. get to re-roll because Calorie's here. Yeah. yeah. That's much better. You won. <laughs> 21. You are kind of familiar with this, actually. It sort of seems like she seems kind of embarrassed or ashamed. Like, Goliaths aren't big on asking for help. You're no stranger to that. In situations where they do need to get help, and they, if it ends up coming across as, like, I'm helping you because you're incapable instead of, hey, let's both of us lift this log together, then oftentimes the one who was on the lower end of things comes across, like, comes off feeling really... Shitty. Yeah. So, feels kind of like, seems probably like that. She's just down in the dumps over the whole thing. Yeah. So, Plains Awkward will just go, you know, it's... We should just drop a couple of rations as we're going. You know, we're pretty clumsy people. You know, Planeswalker, I was thinking about getting a cat when I got back to the city. I don't think Jenny should be the cat that you get. Oh, no, I wasn't thinking that. I was just telling you. Oh, you okay. were going to help me. 
Why cat? Well, because uh, I think Gert might need Gert mm -hmm. might need an excuse to not be around her mama sometimes. So if there was a cat at my house that she needed to go take care of, do cats eat chickens? Well, it would stay at my house. It wouldn't come with us. You're getting a house. I was thinking about it. When do you have time to do all of this house hunting and cat buying? Well, I'm on the road a lot. I paid somebody to do it for me. With what who, money? Who did I've you pay? I've been stripping a lot. Uh -oh. I made a lot of money from uh, from all the cult nonsense. And stripping. Yeah, and, it's good money. And gazeboing. Mm -hmm. Well, that didn't make me any money. Maybe you should charge for that. I don't know what a gazebo is, but it sounds... <laughs> well, Eris did that part. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> did wait, wait, oh, did, did, did Eris make you a house? No, he just built a gazebo. But he oh, might so live in the house. Who did you commission to make the house? Nobody's making a house. They're looking for a house for me. Oh. Are you planning on... Are you planning on living in Love Saladas forever now? Well, no. I was just thought we could leave some of our stuff there, and then I'd have somewhere to visit. But houses are expensive to maintain, and your family's supposed to live in them for generations and generations and fill up with all of the siblings and cousins and aunts and uncles. Isn't that what houses are for? Well, no. In, in Sarah Marie's father, Araya, opened up his house to be like a house for everybody, like a community. So I thought, like, Eris could go there and Gert could go there and anybody who needed somewhere to stay and then we'd have someone to leave our things and... We just have holes in the ground and that we dig out. This is... Who? Yeah, my, my family. Oh, We, we have oh. a hole in the ground. It's like, you know, kind of like built in and you dig down. And then there are some buildings above ground, but not a lot of them. So, you know, they're not really all that expensive to make. Are they nice holes? They're nice holes, yeah. That's good. He can make good holes. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who, who's making holes? Hey, uh, Tony. <laughs> is good at making holes. <laughs> oh, man. Great. So, <laughs> is horrified at the concept of living underground <laughs> in a hole. Oh, <laughs> So you folks happily uh, continue along the road back to town, chattering, filling it up. You rest another night on the road. You make it into the town uh, the morning of the next day. And you've got the rest of that day to basically occupy however you want. If there's something in particular you want to do in and around town. We should um, submit the bounties. Yeah. Yes. yes. Submit the bounties and Planeswalker also at some point wants to uh, go buy a bag of holding. Are you uh, willing to drink a potion for this? Yolanda is. Obviously Planeswalker is. Okay. He never uh, lies anyway. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Much to the detriment of everything. <laughs> 1,240 gold. Okay. <laughs> Let's divide it even. 40 divided by 248 each. Unless every one of you wants to submit your own personal bounty, take a I'm happy for to that. The group. Yeah, and you'll miss out on all the ones uh, from other folks. So, yeah, like if, there, if there's anything particular you want to uh, buy or do anything like that, go ahead. Slack and, uh, of holding. Let me know on the Discord, and yeah, we'll uh, 
do a brief little thing next time on that, and then you guys can go see the uh, the justiciary trial right. thing. Before okay. we break, could I just say that my intention, if Jenny's up for it, is basically to just very loudly say, oh, maybe I should go to the library with our goblin friend, Bellic. Hmm. And just like walk away, <laughs> hoping that she's following me to show her the way to the library. <laughs> the breadcrumbs are leading to the library. Oh, man. That's cute. Uh, okay, good. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Do a little recap on that next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, folks. Well, well done. Uh, good job resolving that how you did, because that was definitely far from guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Could have come out a lot of different ways. Uh, well done. Very well done. I think everyone... I'm everyone glad could... we didn't all die in a goblin den. Yeah, that'd be yeah. unfortunate. So yeah, cool. Uh, thanks, folks. And yeah, we'll see you again next time. Uh, for everyone at home listening, thank you very much. Stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy as much as you can. And keep waiting it out. We'll get through this all. We'll get out the other side. And we will figure things out as they go. Thanks very much. Uh, have a great day. And talk to you again next time.